When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Buff Nation! Let's go. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime, presented by Illegal Pete's. New intro, same show. New intro just dropped. I'm so used to like the cadence of the other song going with the Buff Nation, let's go. Yep. Um, change is hard, man. It is hard. <laughs> How's the chat taking it? That's what I want to know. <laughs> the, uh, the intro song was a huge hit with them. I know. Everyone here loved the new intro. Or the um, old intro. We haven't seen yet. Oh, some people have noticed. It's though. been noticed. Yes. Not talked about yet. <laughs> What's up, chat? Uh, we got a, a fun show today, Ryan. Fun show, man. Uh, and I am still ready to fight someone. Oh, we will. We'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. We'll get into this. Okay. But uh, projected starters, the final one before the season starts. This is week one starters against Ooh. TCU. Yes, we've done it kind of a couple different ways uh, throughout the off season, but now it's time to start thinking about TCU. Let's do it. Uh, defense or offense first? Dang, we're just jumping right in. What, what do you want to do? I don't know. I feel like you should take me out on a date first or something. <laughs> we got a lot. We have 22 <laughs> positions to get through. All right, let's get it. Um, let's start on offense. All right, let's start on offense. Whenever you're ready, listen. <laughs> As NLMB just said, chat about to go crazy. <laughs> Very yeah, true. That is true. Um, save the hot takes for later, though. We're going to talk about the fight and everything that happened yesterday as well off. Week Offense one first. starters against yep. TCU. Here we go. Keep that in mind. All right. This one has been the most evident new position or new incomer since Coach Prime was hired. Shador Sanders is your quarterback. Lock it in. Never a doubt. No matter what anyone wants to say, um, Best quarterback at Colorado in a long time. Yep. We are very, very lucky to have him in a world in which, let's just say, in a world where Coach Prime isn't the coach. Yep. But Shador Sanders transfers to Colorado this offseason. It's one of the biggest additions uh, in program history, in my opinion. Yes. Um, so this is the most unquestionable position on the team. No, pro- no, no question about it. Our guy Dennis is back. With the dope uh, Buffalo avatar. Oh, yeah, you love that thing, man. He's we checking get that in from the... Fort Worth, too. Oh, today's weather, 92 and sunny. We can handle that. We can handle that one. Yep. Let's hope we get as lucky in a few weeks. All right, running back. Really quick on quarterback. Yeah. You, If we were doing the two deep, you going cold? Yes. Me yes. too. Um, I just think that he's the most ready in terms of physical standpoint, and... Shador goes down. You want someone who can do something 
beyond the system. You know what I mean? Yep. He can run around. He can launch a ball 60 yards. So. Yep. Yep. Um, an interesting <laughs> one. Uh, an interesting one, that backup quarterback. But let's hope and pray and do anything we can to uh, say that he doesn't make it onto the field unless it's a blowout. Exactly. In the Buffs' favor. For sure. Taking knee downs. That's what we want. Yeah, or just, you know, handing it off. Yep. All right. Uh, running back. I actually forgot what we did here. Really? Yes. <laughs> well, we didn't change it. It's all to McCaskill. Okay, okay, okay. Um, we went with the guy who was brought here to be the guy. Yes. Brought here to be the guy. Obviously, Dylan's going to get a ton of work. Obviously, Hank is making a huge Smoke. impression on this coaching staff. Smoke is not going anywhere. That's a guy who averaged, what, five yards a carry Over in the SEC? Over five yards, yep. Uh, so, so, so many guys that are going to get touches. But when the head – or sorry, when – the coach of that position says it point blank. He was brought here to be the guy. I got a feeling he's the guy. Yep. Um, just in terms of being an all-around back, he's probably the best one. Can do pass pro. Can contribute as a pass catcher. And, of course, he runs the ball like an animal. Now, is um, there any thought in terms of his injury and his recovery that that could impact his week one status in your eyes? I don't think so. I, think, I really think they're just taking him very, very carefully. Okay. He's we're 15 months now removed from when he tore it. Is that so? Yeah, he tore it in the spring of 22. Okay, yeah. He should be good to go. Yeah. I um, I mean, he still has the con non-contact or the brace on, but I think it's again just being careful with him. Like just okay. get him the week one. He can take his hits then and then we can just keep on going from there. I'll ask you this though, uh for not all the positions, but for this one again. Mm -hmm. If we were going too deep, would Dylan be two for you? Yeah. We, that was the conversation. Yep. Was Dylan or Alton? Yep. So, I mean, and again, what I said yesterday, a starter means doesn't really mean anything, I don't think, in this offense. And I think there's going to be games where Dylan, first touch, breaks it for 15. Next right. touch, breaks it for 25. One for three. One for seven. And they're just like, okay, well, we have to keep giving the ball to Dylan. Exactly. Exactly. But right. you have an incredible luxury because, of course, it's not always true, but of smaller backs, everyone's always worried about them, right? Mm -hmm. Having too much of a load. So the, you know, the, the fact that you always have someone that you trust to turn to, even if Dylan's hot yeah, and you don't want to, you know, overwork him, there's always someone there. For sure. At least four deep, too. All right, wide receiver. Uh, I can't remember who the first one is, so let's find out. Travis Hunter. Bang. Their best wide receiver. Load up the Heisman. Yep. That's uh that's what he said. And like I said the other day, I've never seen a player with that ability to track a football. Mm -hmm. Track and attack, as I said. Yep. I don't know if that's a thing that uh <laughs> wide receiver coaches we use, can but use if they it. don't, they can have that for free. Um I'll that, use it. That dude tracks and attacks the football unlike anyone I've seen. And he's going to be in there and I didn't um, just like file this away as like a funny or like good quote when Brett Bartoloni, what is his role? Score touchdowns. Yeah. That was not taken lightly to me. Mm -hmm. I think it, it gave us a little bit of a peek into how Travis is going to be used. Yep. You know, you get past 50 yard line and you're seeing single coverage. Bang, run Travis in there, let him go run one, see if Shador can get it to him. You're on the 13. And you need someone to get open in a tight space, Travis. Like they are going to use him so much. 
if you go back and watch Travis's video from uh, from Fall Camp, mm -hmm. you see him working with Sean Lewis on a ton of short area routes. Yep. That's, you know, the four yard line. And you just need them to make one move, pop himself open for a half second so Shador can just dot it in there. Um, he's going to get a lot of usage, and he has to be wide receiver one because of how damn good he is. He's obviously going to show up on the defensive side, too. We haven't talked about this in a while. If you had to bet today, does he take more snaps at wide receiver or defensive back? Defensive back. I'm changing. I think I'm still on wide receiver. Okay. Um, I haven't seen enough from the DBs yet to make me comfortable with them being out there with him for a while. Okay. Or with being out there without him for a while. Right. Uh, we'll get back to Travis here very shortly. The next wide receiver, I believe, is our outside guy who is, or it's in the slot, Jimmy Horn Jr. The speed that he offers out of the slot, we've already seen, is absolutely lethal. I, I don't know how you handled this. Because um, someone just said in the, in the chat, uh, Travis will be used as a decoy a lot of the time. I think Jimmy Horn is going to be used as a decoy more than Travis Hunter, and not uh, as you know the guy who's drawing all the attention. But you just run him straight at that safety. Mm -hmm. the safety, all of a sudden, there's no help. Yep. No help on the other side. Um, so you can line Jimmy and Javon Antonio up. You can line Jimmy and Xavier Weaver up. You can do whatever you want. And they can zone it, but Jimmy is going to put a giant gap in that zone when he runs right at the face of the safety and that guy has to turn around. All of a sudden, there's all that space there. And I think you'll see like uh, a lot of Jimmy going on a streak and Xavier Weaver coming in on a dig right behind it into yep. that giant open space. And just the beauty of this offense and how fast they move and how fast these wide receivers are, Jimmy runs a clear flyout route. You put Willie Gaines in there. He does it the next play. Mm -hmm. You could put Jalen in uh, Jalen Ellis in the next play. He does it. Tarvaris Dawson in the next play. Like they can just rotate and keep their speed up on offense. Yeah, Tarvaris Dawson had a day yesterday. Yes, he did. And he has a different kind of speed. I don't know how to explain this. Jimmy has that like super powerful speed. He has this like um, finesse speed that yeah. he's just like floating around out there. Yeah, it's like a Tesla. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so you're right. I saw the other day too. Did you see that big over route that Travis caught? I think it was two days ago in practice. Yes. And it's just it's the same thing about clearing out. Mm -hmm. I don't know who was on the right side. Someone runs a big clear out route right. on that side. All of a sudden, there's just giant space on that side of the field. You take Travis from all the way over here, wrap him all the way to that sideline. There's nothing but space around him. Yep. Uh, next wide receiver, and don't hate us because we're not forgetting anyone, but Xavier Weaver. Got to be in there. Yep. Got to be in there. Um, took a, Got a ton of praise from Shadour at um, Pac-12 Media Day. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, just throughout the time that he's been here, uh, he and Jimmy, as Jimmy said, are such a team together. They, they accent each other's games so well. He's going to be out there. I think we're going to see a ton, I mean a ton, of four wide looks. Um, obviously, if you go four wide, it's clear Javon Antonio gets in there. Exactly. He even has the size to be a de facto tight end if you need him to sure. do something like that. Uh, but to, you know, a little more diversity in our graphic here if we go with the tight end. Um, so not sleeping on Javon Antonio at all. I yes. think he probably gets more snaps per game than the tight end that we're going to name here in just a second. But 
we'll go, you know, a little, uh, a little 11 personnel here. Yep. Um, and then what coach Bartoloni said about Xavier Weaver, how he thinks that he can be an NFL receiver at a high level as well. Yep. The praise that he's gotten this offseason has been pretty tremendous, and I think he's going to back it up too. You mentioned it the other day, but just his body control. Yeah. He works his way open, and he has a huge catch radius, mm-hmm. uh, and he does a great job of making those catches in that catch radius. Yep. radius. All right, tight end. This one, I think, has changed every single time we've done one of these projected starters. So Zico, the first one. Louis Passarella. Louis Passarella, the second one. Michael Harrison, the third one. Yep. Mikey, man, making plays out there. He's coming along, huh? Yep. Yep. Um, Coach Brew talked him up, man, and it's looking like it's actually for real because he is making plays every day now. He really is. Um, I've been really impressed. You know, you actually heard yesterday. Did you hear yesterday what Shiloh was saying to Shador? Mm-hmm. Saying, you just keep say- throwing that one route to the tight end. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Good. Yep. Good for Mikey Harrison. <laughs> I love hearing that. Yeah, yeah. And that means that, you know, the defense is too focused on all the other guys. He's going to go to the guy that's open. Um, keep working Mikey Harrison. Good for him, man. Yep. This is a, this is going to be a great story if he ends up having a solid season. He's been on this team for a long time, too. And finally getting, I think it's his third or fourth year. And now he's finally getting to see consistent first-team reps. Yep. It's really cool. All right, I believe left tackle is next. Uh, you guys already know this one. Tank. Damn near takes up the whole graphic, just like he would if he was standing on it. Exactly. Oh, man, I want to talk so much about Tank right now, but I know we're saving it. Um, <laughs> I My feelings on Tank really have shifted recently. Yeah? Um, I was nervous. Uh-huh. I was nervous. And the combination of the reps that we've seen him take, I even remember early in camp, Neely had a, a video of him and JD going one-on-one Yeah. and him holding his own. And I'm like, okay, if he can hold his own, not going to beat Jordan Dominic every time. If he can hold his own against a guy who had eight sacks, third leading sack getter in the SEC, mm-hmm. I'm doing all right. And then I know that this is one of those things that you could say, well, that doesn't, tra- that doesn't automatically translate onto the field. But him telling us that when Jordan Dominic transferred, he went and started watching Arkansas tapes yes. so he could be more ready for practice, absolutely blew my mind and told me, okay, he's ready. He is taking this very seriously. Yes. Imagine what he's doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of game week. He's going to be grinding film of the opposing team's pass rusher. He's going to already know what their favorite move is, what their counters are, everything basically before the game even starts. Yeah. It's actually crazy. It's maybe the most um, under-talked about thing in football. We talk so much about the plays and this, that, and the other thing and who, what went wrong on this play. Everyone has an equal opportunity to get ahead of their opponent on studying. And, you know, we've all been through school. Mm -hmm. The more you study, the better you do. There's no like, uh, it's not like one of those things. It's like, oh, you still have to like go out there and do it. It's like, if you study, you're just more prepared. And if you're more prepared than than your opponent, then you are going to have a huge leg up on them. We don't talk about it nearly enough. Like when someone wins a matchup, it could just be like, yeah, you just out prepared him that week. Right, exactly. They just watch more film simply. Exactly. Right. Like, um, I, have, I don't know why this one just came to my mind, but when Pat Sertan held Jamar Chase to one catch for three yards yes. in a whole game, of course, Pat Sertan is amazing, but Jamar Chase is also amazing. Yeah. Like, really amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that Pat Sertan is so much better than Jamar Chase. It's that one, obviously, I think the game plan said uh, we're not going to mess with, with Pat Sertan, but mm-hmm. also... 
Pat Sertan could have just come into that game more prepped, understanding every you know route and that what he's expecting out of each formation and down and distance. And if you're just that dialed in, takes you a long way. So learning that about Tank made me feel so comfortable about him moving forward. Yep, and that's, I mean, you just mentioned two NFL players. That's how you separate in the NFL, though. Yes. Is by the off-field work, not even the workout stuff, like literally mental reps and just digging in the playbook, watching film. Yep. All right, left guard, he's back at practice. I already saw another question about him. Tyler Brown. No. Oh, it's Jack Bailey. Remember, we went week one. That is right. Week one, and so... The reason why we didn't go Tyler Brown here is because it's going to be tough. Um, we are, what, 24 days away? I think we're less than that, bro. 20-something days away. He just got back into practice. Um, he's been dealing with a lot this offseason. And while I think he, ha- he has a great chance and was certainly the incumbent coming into the fall, mm-hmm. I think it's going to just be hard for him to get up to speed and into game shape and up with these guys in that short a period of time. So for week one, we go Jack Bailey. 17 days, by the way. Also, talked to someone today who said that um, Jack Bailey might be the most grown-up person on the team. Really? Yep. We haven't got to talk to him. We, have, yeah. we hardly have gotten to see him. But in terms of maturity and all that stuff, uh, he was he was given big-time uh, positive marks in that area. Is it the mustache? Um, it could be. <laughs> could be um 17 days away oh right because we were 21 days i thought we were i don't know what i was thinking yeah it's all good um but jack i'm even the one who tweeted that i know (laughs) jack bailey was working with the first team on saturday's practice no one said that jack bailey is better than tyler brown we just explained (laughs) just went through a whole thing are you watching on mute (laughs) center uh this guy's held it down Going on 16 months now, 17 months Yep. this school, Van Wells. Yep. They call him Bam. Yep. Uh, he and Shador hit it off immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets the work in. He was highly touted coming out of high school. One of those guys, uh, one of the few guys left on the roster from last year that was highly rated um, and just has done a fantastic job. There's a lot of things that a center has to bring to an offense that not necessarily all offensive lineman positions including like setting the protection uh or helping set the protection sometimes that goes all in the quarterback it just depends um identifying the mic all of that stuff you really have to be a heady player when you are a center and he absolutely brings that uh just working with Shador since the minute he got here I know last year doesn't mean anything at this point but he was brought up a lot last year yes yes uh, I talked to someone at a time last year about like potentially doing nil mm-hmm. the first person they brought up they're like can you help yeah. us keep van around yep um he's on an upward trajectory he should have a big year too right guard this guy's been working at center as well but in terms of the scrimmage on well off on saturday starting at right guard was landon bb yes landon bb comes in as a graduate transfer he's gonna play <clears throat> two time all conference player, is that correct? Yeah, all over the offensive line, too. Yep, yep. He he can play for sure. Yep. And from the start kind of struck me as a guy who, <laughs> I hate these types of cliches, but I think it applies here, especially given who his coach is, like a lunch pail guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, his coach is one of the guys that would just love a lunch pail guy. Right. Uh, and I think that's, that's what Landon Beebe is. Yep. He's out there. And then finally, right tackle. 
Um, another guy's kind of held it down since he basically announced he was coming to Colorado, Savion Washington. Yeah. 6'8". You have two towers on the outside now. You got some mean guys on the interior offensive line. I really like how this offensive line has come together. I do, too. Obviously, I want to see Tyler Brown in there. Yes. Um, I think that the way Tyler Brown was progressing this offseason, um, the ceiling for this offensive line involved him. Um, but unfortunate circumstances for him right now. Uh, and so I want to see him back where he was, back grinding, back in this lineup. Mm -hmm. But that actually brings up an interesting point, Jake, because the number one critique that everyone has of this team is depth. And even T.O. said it the other day. Mm -hmm. um, he said, and he didn't necessarily say there wasn't depth. He just said the sense of urgency, uh, the efficiency, all of that has to be up to what the ones are from the twos. But I don't necessarily think there's that many positions where CU just completely lacks depth. I think that this idea that depth is their weakness, which I don't even disagree with, has turned into CU has no depth. Yes. And they can't sustain an, an injury at any position. The starting lineup is the, are the only good players on the team and you know, you know, so on and so forth. I don't want to see anyone get injured. Right. But I think this team is actually built to sustain a low to middle amount of injuries. Mm -hmm. No team's really going to make it through more than that. Sure. Especially not one like Alabama or Georgia. But, for example, they could handle an injury on this offensive line, and you have a guy like Jack Wilty yep. who can come in and play. Um, you know, Jada can go in and play. Kareem Harden can go mm -hmm. in and play. Like, they have guys. It's not a situation where it's just like, oh, one guy's down, now there's a hole. Exactly. And I feel that way about a lot of different positions. Yep. It's true in the secondary. Um, they're not exactly that deep at linebacker, I don't think. But they have, you know, four guys, I think. Right. So a lot of times I expect them to use two. They're, they're that way at pass rusher. They can this this team doesn't have no depth, so don't take depth being their weakness and and confuse that with they have no depth. Well, even the guys you named like Jada, he's coming from a lower level, of course, played a lot of football there. I think he played multiple positions. Uh, Reggie Young coming in from Liberty, another guy who's played like I think he played eight games last year or something like that. Like these guys have actually played. They're not like incoming freshmen or like completely unknown quantities like. They do have some experience, so I do agree. Travis says Antonio is deaf a starter, so who are you taking off for? People are going to say Travis, and that's the it's easy kind of answer. Out, yeah. Exactly, yeah. We could have done that and just said, oh, we're putting Travis on defense, and right. we could have snuck in Javon. Yeah. And I do think, again, tons and tons of reps for Javon Antonio. Yes. And like I said earlier, I, I don't trust the corners enough yet to say Travis is going to be able to take a little time off on that side of the ball. So I think that he ends up having to get his rest on offense. Um, but I also think that Travis Hunter is convinced he could play 100% of offensive snaps and 100% of defensive snaps. Their coaches probably aren't going to let him do that. Right. I think if he has to rest, it's going to be on offense. Exactly. I'm not going to be the one to doubt Travis Hunter and what he says. No. So. Tony says take off Weaver for Javon Antonio. No way. No. No. Weaver's probably, other than Travis, probably the most impressive receiver. In my opinion, as well. All right. We'll get to defense here very shortly. Shout out to Volo, the largest social sports company in the U.S. We play so, or we pay so the kids play free. 
Are you still in that pickleball league? Got a game tonight. Let's go. Is it you and Eric again? Yep. What's your record? <sighs> One and two. Oh, we got to get that up. I know. We need a dub tonight. I know. Last one was tough. We lost the first game so quickly, uh, and it's best of five. Mm. Um, then we lost the second game in a close one, won the third game, won the fourth game, and then lost the fifth game in a close one. Brutal, so it was like we were, we were trending up, but I think we burnt out a little bit. You know when like a, a basketball team is down like 24? Yeah. And they get it all the way back to within like three, but they don't have enough gas right. left to push it over. That's kind of right. how we were. Um, you can also... Or we also have the DMVR Bowling League. Um, they do that at Cherry Creek on Mondays. Anyways, you can sign up. They got tons of sports all throughout the city. Um, fall leagues are open now. Sign up before it's too late. Get your Volo Pass and start playing in leagues as f a free agent today. And make sure you use the code DMVR10 for $10 off at www.volosports.com slash Denver. Then also shout out to Factor Meals. Mm. Have, Good stuff. Do you have any new favorites recently for us? Oh, there was like a buffalo ranch chicken. Oh, yeah. That one slaps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one slaps. That one was baller. Um, the other thing is like, so like I, I've said this before, but I'm doing the keto meals. You can just do the regular ones. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I don't love about keto is just the entire concept of cauliflower rice. Yeah. Um, It just <laughs> doesn't hit the same. Nope. Theirs in their things are is actually the best I've had. Like, I've bought it in packages, trash. Um, I've had it at a restaurant, definitely better. Mm -hmm. um, the one that comes in factor, like, I crush it. It's yeah. delicious. It certainly is no, it's not rice. Right. I think that's the big. Um, that's what you got to get over. That's yes. the branding issue. It yeah. tastes nothing like rice. The texture's nothing like rice. But theirs is actually just a delicious little side dish. Yeah. They've got, uh, I had one that had broccoli rice in it, too. Oh, okay. That was pretty good as well. Solid. Anyways, go to factormeals.com slash dmvrbuffs50 and use the code dmvrbuffs50. You'll get 50% off. Again, dmvrbuffs50 at factormeals.com slash dmvrbuffs50 to get 50% off. Alyssa, do you have the shirt graphics still in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to dmvrlocker.com, man. Got to check these out. Uh, new shirts just dropped. Heat. Colorado vs. Everybody is selling like crazy. So go get it. Um, and then just going behind the scenes here, number two seller, what would you guess? Uh, the, uh, gold boulder shirt. Yes. Yeah. The gold boulder shirt, not my style, uh, but I didn't fight it cause I knew there was a lot of people who love this color Yeah. and it has been the second best seller out of all of these. Yep. I'm going to get that one too. A couple of people asked uh, about the crew neck. That one is, as it says on the graphic there, that is exclusive to DNVR diehards. Um, so you can become a diehard and you can actually get a free piece of merch when you become a diehard. But um, one of the perks of being a diehard is you get exclusive merch that's only available to you. And that is one of them. You also get 20% off any other time you buy stuff from DNVR Locker. Yep. But you know who loves a crew neck? Who? Coach Prime. He does, huh? He doesn't have to be a DNVR diehard to get access to that one. Nope, he doesn't. <laughs> He's got special access. All right, defensive side of the football. You guys wanted it, and here we go. Um, starting with the defensive line. Hit those thumbs up, even if you disagree with us. Uh, and tell us why you disagree with us. Don't just say we're dumb, please. <laughs> tell us why. Edge one. Here we go. Um, we've already talked about him today. And 
probably one of the most impactful transfers we've gotten this offseason, Jordan Dominic. JD. I'm a big JD fan. Yeah. I don't know how he hasn't gotten his own podium visit yet. I know. Oh, he, did, I, he had one in the spring. Okay, you're right. You're right. One in the spring. Yeah. I always forget that I missed a couple. Yeah. Um, still, big fan of JD. Uh, and I think he is going to be a beast for uh, for this team on the on the defensive edge. Um, by the way, we went four two five again on this. That's what we have been doing. Yep. Um, we, so we did change out the slot corner for a safety though yes. this time. So we'll a talk about that. Lot, yeah, a lot of three safety looks. Anyways, Jordan Dominic beast. Yep. Um, this interior defensive line position is one we kind of debated this one. I think, and I do think there's two or three guys that could start here we went with bishop thomas though yeah yeah i'm a big fan of bishop thomas yep and coach prime is also a big fan of, of bishop thomas yes called he him, is uh, what do you call him his, his uh fourth Lo- son long or lost son yeah, or something yeah. like that yeah called him his long lost son the other day um we've talked about this he's a dog he's just it's amazing to me when you watch these defensive linemen like bishop thomas who have the size but then these literally like mind bending movement skills, like flexibility and like they can just move differently than other big guys. Totally. Like they're big athletes. You know what I mean? Yes. They're not big guys. So. Yep. And this is going to be situational. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bishop, a little bit better pass rusher uh, than some of his teammates at this position. So in pass rush situations, yep. you're going to see more of him. Um, obviously, well, really, um, the TCU offense is similar to the Colorado offense mm-hmm. coming off the same tree. Um, so Kendall Bryles in charge, but Sonny Dykes is a air raid guy. Yep. Uh, so you'll see more, you know, pass rush, I think opportunities if they can stop the run every offense. If you can't stop the run, we'll just keep running it. Yep. At least for the most part, uh, I've seen some Mike Leach teams throw the ball way too much when they should be running it. Yeah. But aside from that, they're going to run the ball. So you're going to have to stop the run here. Um, and if you were having to stop the run, I think you would go probably Amari McNeil in this position. Exactly. If you're trying to get after the passer, I think you go Bishop Thomas. Pass rushing is a little sexier, so we went with a uh, yep. pass rusher. And then Leonard Payne still in the fold as well. Well, I guess you guys by that know who the next defensive tackle is and one of the team captains. And we'll hear from him here shortly. Yes. We saved one of our... Um, interviews for media day we yep. have, we've been holding off yeah holding back uh so in the second segment you'll get to see us talk to shane cokes he's awesome every time i hear one of these guys names i almost say like he might be my favorite player on this <laughs> yeah then i just like there's way too many to even come close to uh to sharing but i love his combination of football iq mm-hmm. and dog yep like that's a lethal combination and he's he's a beast he is a beast man. in the words of nick williams he literally loves that kid and the fire that he shows like in team huddles breaking him down um you can tell the guys all respect him greatly and all care about everything he says totally the next edge here we might get a little controversial we went with taj alston Mm. And he was the first player to transfer in to Colorado. He was. was hurt when he got here. So we didn't see him. We saw him in the spring. He wasn't on the field, though, in the spring. But from everything we've heard, just from talking to other players, talking to Neely, talking to other coaches, Ty Jalston is going to be a dog this year. 
And as I've told you three times in the last two days, I believe it's pronounced Taj. Taj, okay. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, the spelling will throw you off. Yes. I'll, I'll give you the credit on that. But at least all of his teammates and coaches call him Taj. Okay. Um, kind of an upset. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people expected Derek McClendon to go here. Uh, but it could happen. There's still uh seven eight practices left yep lot to lot to uh potentially change but taj alston has made a huge impact on this coaching staff and he's going to play a lot he's going to play with all of these edge guys are going to play a lot um I, again i think we're going to see a pretty heavy rotation at this position yep and when you asked coach uh, williams yesterday you know They've got versatility on the edge. What they call him, the Jack. Yeah. So we have we talked to Kyrie Manns yesterday. They got DV Harris, these speed guys. Mm -hmm. But I do think that these guys like Ty Austin, like Derek McClendon, like Jordan Dominic, who are bigger, around 6'4", 250. Like that's just going to be the go-to for these guys or uh, for this team on the edge. Taj Austin had an uh, 11 tackle for a loss season and five sacks in 2021. He's battled some injuries since. He's ready to go now. Yeah, absolutely. Jay says, forget the new music. When are you going to add Coach Prime talking about DNVR to your show intro? That's equivalent <laughs> to an Emmy. You know, we, I, we, Jake and I actually talked about that because we were like, oh, if we had a uh, Bucky-style yeah. intro to our show, it would certainly include that. Yep. Maybe one day. Maybe. Um, all right. That one was the most controversial so far. Chat kind of took it well, I think. No, I think so, too. I think because everyone likes both guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a win-win, and I, I do think Derek McClendon has a very good chance. Yep. Um, I'm Savelle Smalls getting thrown out there, too. Did you see so. that move he put on yes. Savion Washington yes. yesterday? Holy smokes. He's an athlete, man. Yep. I mean, if he puts it together, bro, he can move, and he's quick. Yep. He will get to the quarterback. All right. Uh, linebackers. Let's go to the second level. Again, Coach Hart, or uh, who said it, or Neely said it yesterday, that he feels there is hardly any drop-off at this position from top to bottom. Yeah. So, Levante Bentley, first guy. Yeah. Uh, a starter since he got here, in my opinion. Yes. Came in here, he was going to be uh, a starting linebacker. He has all the talent in the world, former Clemson guy. Um, he's got, he packs a punch, mm -hmm. for sure, coming out of the middle, which is nice to have there. Uh, and I think of anyone, he's kind of just got here, locked down that spot, hasn't budged. He's a guy that's played a ton of football, man. He was with Clemson going back to 2019. He's played in nearly 30 collegiate games. I think he's just ready for this opportunity. Ever mm -hmm. since like he first showed up on Well Off and stuff, he's yep. just talked about this opportunity. The guy next to him, he kind of has a about that action boss energy. He does, huh? Yeah. <laughs> He's ready, man. Next one is Demoy Kennedy. Absolutely. There's a couple different things that you can do here at linebacker, and again, mix and match will happen. How are you going to take this guy off the field? Flies around. You can't. Smart, incredibly talented, uh, and according to some, fifth fastest person mm -hmm. on the team. Yep. At linebacker. With a brace still. <laughs> Well, and imagine just the versatility that you have on third downs mm -hmm. um, to go with five defensive backs and keep a linebacker in there. Like, you don't have to go dime because 
he he's going to be able to cover and be able to make plays for you. Um, where I think that you're going to see Demoy Kennedy flash his speed the most, though, because when everyone thinks speed linebacker, they think coverage. Um, where you're going to see his speed pop off the most is, especially against TCU, as we're talking about here, the little quick game that they want to run side out to, to the side. flats. Yep. I mean, you're going to see them run a little bubble screen out to you know the right flat, and he's going to come flying down there. Corner's going to make you know the the receiver make a little move, and Demoy's going to lay him out. Just just watch and wait. It's going to be sweet. Yeah, there's going to be a highlight where there's like a sweep ran away from him, and you're going to see him just go all the way from the opposite hash to the sideline faster than anyone on the field. Now, we haven't talked a lot about him since the position change. I know. But I imagine Jeremiah Brown being used in a Micah Parsons role Yeah. Uh, from this position. <coughs> you're going to get him coming towards the quarterback a lot. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, and using his speed. Mm -hmm. because he has a lot of speed as well. Um, he's fast for this position. I think there's a lot of um, ins and outs of the, the position that Coach Hart's going to have to coach him up on. Um, I haven't seen enough of him to know where he's at in that progression. But if you just tell him, hey, line up you know, off the ball and go get the quarterback, and you'll have a little bit of a head start running into those gaps, I think he's going to be able to make a lot of plays for you. No doubt, man. He was one of their best players at JSU last year, too, um, on either side of the ball. He's going to be on the field a lot. Marvin Ham, we heard how much Coach Hart loves him. Uh, Kofi Taylor Barks is on the field a lot. People keep on throwing up Brendan Gant's name. We walked by JB yesterday in the uh, facility, and Neely said to him, all right, you're just starting to look like an action figure now. <laughs> And I was like, I just don't, how much more jacked can you possibly get? He is chiseled, dude. He's so jacked. All right, let's get to my favorite part of the field. Back end of the defense. We're starting at cornerback again. Again, Travis Hunter. Um, he's him. Enough said. Enough said. <laughs> do we actually end there talking about Travis yeah, Hunter? What, what do you want to say? He can cover anyone. He can uh, out-jump anyone. It's he Travis can track Hunter, the ball man. better than Come anyone. On. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> He can do everything. He can. You saw it the other day in zone. He can cover two wide receivers at the same <laughs> yeah. time. Uh, he's amazing. All right, then. Next safety. Don't kill us here. I don't even know which one it is. Who's, <laughs> who's next? Okay, it's in the slot. Jaquez Robinson. This is the most interesting position on the team to me. Uh -huh. uh, it is the fifth defensive back. There are so many different ways that you can go with this and so many different ways I've seen them go with this just from watching well off because, you know, you don't always get to see the formation. Actually, you never get to see the formation, mm -hmm. but you can see who's congratulating each other coming off the field. And like the other day I saw um, Shiloh, Trevor and Slush. Yep. That's going to be a look that you can get. We've seen Shiloh, Trevor uh, and Jaquez. You've seen Shiloh, Slush and like there's so many different um combinations you can do and we're only talking about three safeties mm -hmm. because you could bring on another corner here and that's where we went with Jaquez Robinson because he's the hybrid yes he's your safety uh corner hybrid certainly big enough to oh, cover yeah. big tight ends and things like that um but fast enough to stay with wide receivers and and rangy enough you know to make plays against slot guys um so so versatile and I think that he that's going to be a weapon for this defense in the slot, just his skill set. And I'm always amazed how big he is every time I see him. 
So I was like, oh yeah, I forgot Jaquez is like a legitimate like six two, six three, like yeah. two hundred pounds. Totally. He looks like Cormani after Cormani puts on some weight. Yep. He, like Cormani two years from now yes. is gonna look like that yes. for sure. Uh all right. Next cornerback just said his name. And we haven't we didn't even mention Cam. Uh yet. Cam's another guy who can factor in at this fifth position. Well, I mean And as the starting safety potentially. People are saying slush too. He's been on the field a lot recently with the first team defense, yep. kind of in the box and stuff too. Yep. Again, we're, there's a heavy rotation with the safeties and corners. Well, and I think you're probably going to even see Cam come in and give you some linebacker looks. For sure. I mean, if you're playing against TCU and I mean, who knows how they're going to look this year, but if they're trying to do what they did last year with Duggan and go empty a lot, whether it's to run him or to throw it around, you're going to need speed on the field. Yep. So taking off a linebacker and putting in another safety is going to be an option at some point down the line. Totally. Uh, Cormani McLean's the next cornerback. We still believe in him. We think that he's being coached hard, and we think that on the field he looks like a five-star player. Absolutely. He's, he's – I think he's close. And we've seen some of these guys talk about the – transition to altitude and how it's taking guys a little bit more time than I think I would have expected. And remember, um, Cormani, one of the last guys here. Yes. Uh, so, you know, he's earlier in that transition than some of these other guys. It clearly affected him a lot at first. Uh, we've been hearing good things over about the last week or so about where his conditioning is at. But as Coach Prime said, like, that's the first step. You have to get past that first you can't play at, at the level that you expect of yourself or the level that your coaches expect of you when you're tired. Um, so as soon as he gets over that hump, his natural abilities, I just think, are going to be hard uh, to not put him out there. Well, and I think people, they watch well off and they see him with the second team and they go, oh, he must not be ready yet if he's not playing with the ones. But he's playing against the ones on offense. Yeah. yeah. So he's matching up with Zay. He's matching up with Javon. He matches up with Travis all the time. Like he is literally, as we always say, being thrown into the fire and is learning more and more every day. Totally, totally. Uh, and I think it's a classic thing that you see with young players. You got to start your way low and work your way up. Um, that's all right. Well, Cormani is the corner. Um, Trevor Woods, though, is the safety up top. He's been starting with that defense. Yep. Always like. And we've we told you, I know, I know. We told you. Uh, it's it's funny how that how that kind of goes because we're you know certain picks we've had here we're getting crushed for uh, in the comments, but nothing compares to how much we got crushed the first time that we put Trevor Woods. It was the second time. Yeah, yeah. That one was. Whew. Either time we put Trevor Woods in the starting lineup, we got absolutely <laughs> crushed. Uh, but Lawrence's comment. Trevor Woods. <laughs> is a very very good football player i just keep describing him as the main character in a football show yeah like he's that guy just you know everything the coach says he does uh lives eats sleeps breathes football and he's more talented and more athletic than i think people give him credit for yes so there you go yep what did he say what <laughs> oh anthony robinson <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great awesome. callback great callback um the other safety uh this guy has just made such an impact since he showed up shiloh sanders not only on the field but off the field finally healthy this year 
Um, he's ready to get back to Power 5 football and I think cement himself as a legitimate football, like NFL prospect. Yeah. I really don't think people were prepared for Shiloh to be as good and as impactful as he's been. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, the people who have been following Shiloh his whole career were, but um, I guess the more CU fan side of this um, who have been here, I think got the idea that Shiloh was like, uh, just the class clown. Right. He showed up and, and took this so seriously. Uh, and you're just watching him. And if you see in like Neely's video of Coach Kelly coaching up the defense, like Shiloh's in the front row mm -hmm. and he's taking notes and he's just so locked in. Not to mention he's really fast for his position uh, and he has a reckless abandon that everyone wants on their side of the football. Yep. All right, everyone's telling us we messed up here back here. Again, Cam is going to play a bunch. We don't talk about Roderick Ward a lot. This is another guy who came here to play and played at a high level. At I believe Southern Utah is where he played. Uh, who else? Slusher we already mentioned. We haven't seen Vito Tisdale yet. He'll get on the field. But uh, cornerback even, Carter Stoutmeyer, we keep talking about how he's coming on. We didn't mention O'Marion Cooper. He's been out there a lot, and he's getting coached hard by Coach Prime too. Scroll up a little, Alyssa. It says, uh, Trevor will be a, a great special teams player. Let's bet on that. All right. Let's bet on that. <laughs> I promise you, you will see him on the field. Um and then shout out Kendrick Breedlove and Israel Solomon, too. And Rob in the chat mentioned Travis J. Another yes. guy in that same kind of Tyler Brown conversation is just, I think he will factor in, absolutely. But just now getting back onto the field yep. and uh, going to be hard to ramp up in to get significant playing time in week one, yep. in my opinion. Yeah, I spoke to him yesterday. He said he's coming. He's coming along. Vito Tisdale? I haven't seen him yet. He's been out there. He has a yellow jersey. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, been a little banged up. Um, I love this comment from Alpine. Love that so many people like our depth guys. The fact that we can argue over who's playing. Yeah. Whew, what a what a luxury. That I know. Is. It's great. It, it, last year, if we would have done this, it would have been picking a lesser of two evils. We might have just picked all freshmen just to see what we got. Because they had unknown, and we <laughs> yes. were like, oh, maybe he's not terrible. <laughs> exactly. Um, so... This, this, <laughs> nothing drives engagement quite like this exercise here. Uh, and I love it. I love yep. that we can disagree on stuff like this. The funny thing is, I think for you and I, we're much more understanding of the idea of we had to make tough decisions to make this graphic. Right. You can't sit on the fence. So we have to be the ones to choose. Yes. And there's so much gray area that isn't being covered in a segment like this right? that we try to talk about. But if you're just looking at the graphic, you're going to say, well, you forgot about this guy and that guy. And this is like, no, we're all of those guys are going to play. Yes. Um, you saw Charles Kelly yesterday in one of his video in one of Neely, in Neely's video say, if 30 guys can play, I'm going to play 30 guys. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they're quite going to get to that many, but I think they're over, well over 20 guys who deserve playing time. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, you already mentioned the how people talk about the quote-unquote lack of depth, and I think many people will be surprised when they realize, oh, damn, like this is the 10th Colorado player who kind of made a play this week, or like 
who's calling the game? When Joel Klatt's up there, he's going to be like, this is a guy that no one talks about. And he's going to probably say that a lot, I think, because, yes. well, no one's talking about this team, but no one's no especially one knows talking about the, the depth. players of this team. Exactly, yes. Everyone knows Travis and Shador. They probably know Cormani. And that's all they know about this team. Yep. Yep. We we talked about Rod Ward, man. He, he's not being robbed, I promise. Oh, man. I love this segment. <laughs> Can't wait to post this on Twitter later <laughs> today. <laughs> Shout out to Bacchus and Shanker. Here for you when you get hurt. They've been helping Colorado families win for more than 25 years. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. They've got neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. 30 lawyers and over 100 people on staff. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, pedestrian, trucks. Even if you're injured at work, smash that Shador line, 222-2222. To find out if you have a case for free today, Bacchus and Shanker wins. And then Illegal Pete's. This episode of the DMVR Buffs podcast is brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Check them out for their mission-style burritos, bowls, tacos. Everything's crafted with responsibly sourced and high-quality ingredients. Uh, I can't stress that enough. It hits every time. So good. Never misses. So good. Um, Stop by, pick up a craft beer or margarita. They got happy hour 3 to 8 p.m. every single day at all 12 locations. Legal Pizza is everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers for over 28 years. Um, And then finally, or... No, we'll get to this later. Let's talk about the fight. Let's do it. Let's get some thumbs up, some more thumbs up uh, from the chat. And subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just in case you can't make it to the YouTube Live, we're always there in your pocket. Give us a five-star rating while you're at it, too. Uh, Ed really wants us to talk about the starting kickers. (laughs) Mata. Okay. I'm still on a kicker-by-committee kind of thing. For sure. Where... It's 40 in is Mata. I don't know about 40 to 45. 45 and out mm-hmm. is uh, is Jace. Yes. Uh, people really want special teams. Okay, we can do it real quick. I mean, we already know kick returner is Dylan. Yep. Uh, punt returner, I guess, is a bit of a debate. I think it's Jimmy. The only reason he wouldn't be it is if they just don't want to subject him to more hits. Mm-hmm. As for, and there's probably going to be two kick returners back there. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily know exactly how they'll, they'll want to do that. Tarvarsh Dawson, maybe? Yep, possibility. He's also a possibility, a punt returner, mm-hmm. if you decide you don't want to do that with Jimmy. Um, punter is Mark Vissette, obviously. Yes. He's going to be a, a, a weapon, mm-hmm. I think. Um, did, you met, did you catch the little part in the video yesterday, though, about how he prefers rollout kicking? Oh, really? Yep. Yep. So he hit that 80-yard punt on a safety free kick. Uh-huh. And he was talking about He said, I don't really practice that much. I think the way to go is to roll out. I mean, so that he, is Aussie-style punting, yes, basically. Yes, he prefers uh, the Aussie-style rugby punting. It, it just makes me so nervous. I know. <laughs> there's just so much more. I feel like there's more that can go wrong in those. He's situations. like Loki, an athlete though. So I like when you roll him out, and then if the defense is all has their backs, you yeah. can just take off. Pull out, pull a Marquette King on him. Yep. I will say though, I love a good fake in, on special teams. When Shador Sanders is your quarterback, if you want to go for it on fourth down, just go for <laughs> it. In my opinion. 
Oh my God. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, unless, you know, you're on your own side, you're really trying to fool them, mm-hmm. which is so risky. I'm just saying, if you want to fake, if you want to go for it on fourth down, just give the ball to Shador. For sure. Um, I'll throw out these freshmen, O'Mary Miller and Adam Hopkins. Yep. Willie Gaines. Yep. Uh, as a kick returner, I think. Okay. How about Dante Copolongo? Yeah, there you go. Shout out Dakota Ridge. Yep. Spano's guy. Um, I saw him make a play in a well-off the other day. He did? Yep. And uh, I, I, I'm i sorry, Coach. I can't remember his last name, but the coach at Dakota Ridge was there a day or two ago. Yes. Yep. Uh, that was yesterday. A lot yes. of the high school coaches were there yesterday. Um, remember Travis J can return punts, too? He did that a lot at FSU. Man, he's big for a punter. He is big. Um, who else? I mean, wouldn't surprise me if you see Charlie back there, too. That's a guy that just makes plays happen, really. Yep. Amir uh, Robinson's getting brought up a bit. Sure. Why not? Another thing that it's just like, if you have a lot of options to turn to um, for these positions, it tells you that you have an athletic football team. Yeah. Someone just said, Coach Prime's aggressive on fourth down, and I definitely got that from watching him at Jackson. Just like, it's the same mentality here at CU, but he is an aggressive, like he wants to go for it. He's about going for it on fourth down. He's about taking risks and going down the field He's not, you know, like you're, you have your conservative coaches and your aggressive coaches. He's definitely more on the aggressive side. And I love every bit of it. Me too. I think that's the only way to be, to be honest. For sure. Um, I think that being conservative as a coach um, has a negative impact on your team. Yes. Because it tells them that they don't, you don't really trust them. Exactly. And I really think the opposite is true even more so. If your players know that you're an aggressive coach and they get to fourth and one at the 41 and they just know in the back of their head, they're like, oh, coach is going for this. They take a quick peek over at the sideline. It just there's a powerful thing about it mm-hmm. and it allows you to be a little more mentally prepared. You don't you're not like sitting there half off the field, half on like you're expecting. OK, we know coach likes to go for it here. Right. Uh, Chris, with a good point, says it depends on your defense and JSU did have a godly defense. Sure. It's a fair point. Uh, okay, let's talk about the fight, man. Where do you want to start? Uh, I'll start with the fact that I love seeing Tank do that. Yes. Uh, someone wants to throw down one of your running backs a little bit after the whistle. You got to let them know that that's not how you play. Uh, and I love, love, love the interaction afterwards. I actually think this was on Darius's video um, of those two like dapping each other up on the sideline. And Hank's like, he's got my back, and he knows I've got his yeah. back, too. Like, yeah. that's powerful, man. Um, so I love seeing Tank go out there and stand up for his guys. And um, it was, I think it was the perfect, like, there wasn't crazy punches thrown. No one's throwing their helmets around or anything. It was just a, let them know, hey, we're not going to stand for that over here. That's where I'll start, is that first off, this is just football camp. This is just middle dog days of camp. Oh, yeah. This shit happens all the time. Um, and personally, I love it. I think you need to have moments like this at camp to just, first off, it is offense versus defense, but then to come together at the end and realize you are a team and then to turn that energy when you finally get to a game day and truly be us versus them, that's, these are the moments that that's kind of built on this team, on any team. I I really agree. And 
if you don't end up getting into a scuffle uh, in fall camp, it tells me that your motors aren't running high enough. Yeah. Uh, you're not running hot enough for football. Mm-hmm. Football is a incredibly aggressive sport. And if you aren't sick of that guy over there hitting you in the mouth, yeah. and he's not sick of you hitting him in the mouth, it means you're not hitting each other in the mouth enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for them to go at it yesterday just shows the, the intensity that they're practicing with. And I'll say this, too. I've seen too many CU teams that get pushed around and don't do anything about yeah. it. Um, you know, I specifically remember a, a time when Sefa Lufa was the quarterback and they were playing UCLA, and UCLA got away with, like, three straight what looked like late hits to me in a row on Cepho and he's just on his back and he's kind of like squirming on the ground, holding his ribs and sure the guys go over to help him, which is part of it. Right. But I'm like, someone's got to stop this. If the ref's not going to stop it. Yeah. Someone's got to send a message. That would not happen on this team. No, no chance. Someone goes in late on Shador. We've got problems. And then if one fights, we all fight. I absolutely love that. Coach is kind of getting lit up on Twitter over it by people saying, get off my lawn, and this is bad culture, blah, 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 blah. Nah, man. This is what it's all about. When, I don't know, man. When push comes to shove, just be there for your boys. And you're doing this at practice already? If someone does throw down Anthony Hankerson in the end zone in a real game, you know all 11 are going to be ready. Yeah, and again, you have to be smart about it, right? Coach Prime isn't saying, clear the benches, everyone take your gear off and start swinging. Yes. He's saying, don't be walking away when your teammates are walking in. Uh You got to go be there just in case shit goes awry. Right. You got to be there to have your teammates back. Um, I think there's two positions you can take as a coach on this. You can take the we don't fight no matter what, always walk away, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And that can work for certain teams. Or you have to do what Coach Prime said, which is, we are in everything together. Right. If one's in, we're all in. And I'm I'm also I've seen a couple comments about like who are the players walking away? Like they need to be called out for this. Now they know. Yeah. This is a learning experience for them. They were probably thinking like, oh, I might get bonus points from coach for not being in exactly. there. Exactly. You know, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to like get a flag or anything. Well, now they know. Right. It won't happen again, as Coach Prime said, never again. Um and anyone who is going after coach prime about this simply either doesn't watch football or certainly didn't play football how did you not watch that and get fired up honestly i don't know dude i was i was ready to go literally who yeah we same who we I, fight i'm i no joke replayed it like five times because like this is just cool as fuck yeah yeah and i think it's a beautiful thing that we get to see that on camera yes because obviously there are certain things you can and can't show uh, but Coach Prime always says, in terms of his personality and those sorts of things, there's he is hiding nothing. Yep, he is not at all worried about what some you know Karen in Highlands Ranch thinks right. <laughs> about him saying, "When one fights, we all fight." Um, it is not him endorsing fighting and saying, "Hey, we need to go start a fight every week." It's saying you got to have your teammates backs at all times, and it was great. Yeah. These are moments that change games, man. Scrums like this, little pushing matches, shoving matches during a game, like that can literally like build a fire and like change the entire trajectory and momentum of a game. Yep. By the way, number one fan base commenting on that video. I wonder who. Nebraska. Mm. Man, they love us. Interesting. Man, they think about us a lot. They really do. <laughs> they are uh, 
Yeah. FSU's They're out there scared. a lot, too. They are scared. Shout out to Shador's number two barbecue, the tomato-based, rich, thick, sweet, molasses-style barbecue sauce with tangy vinegar and fiery heat. Finishes with a subtle smoky note. Go to plbse.com. Get your hands on a bottle or two of Shador's number two. Use the code ALLCITY, all caps, one word, at checkout, and you'll get 10% off. People are still sending me pictures on Twitter all the time of their Shador's number two. Tell Let's me how go. good it is, how much they love it. Um, we're, we're, we're being for real here when we say it's great stuff. It's, it's so good. excellent. It's so good. Dang. I'm supposed to go out to dinner tonight, but I kind of want to make some barbecue chicken thighs. Hell yeah, man. How's our girl Spirit doing? She's great. Look at her go. She looks great today. So oh, she's to, even like angled properly. I know. I got her all set up. That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, Saturday Neon is the company started by two friends and former college roommates at CU. They make officially licensed collegiate logo LED signs. Uh, you can see our girl Spirit here. You can get your hands on one of those. They've got 18 other teams shipped with everything you need to mount power and dim. They're easy to install and operate. Uh, made from high-quality materials and backed by a two-year warranty as well. Go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use the code DMVR. You'll get 10% off your order today, and you get free shipping on orders over 200 bucks. All right. We don't have to go as quick today, but we do have to go fairly How many Nebraska quick? fans do you think are watching this right now that really want to comment, but they don't want to admit that they're watching? How many viewers are we at, Alyssa? <laughs> What's up? First off, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's get to 600 likes today. Um, I'd say there's, knowing that. More than 10. Oh, definitely. I was going to say, there might be like 75 to 100 of them. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, whose spirit? Yeah, uh, Connor. Spirit's our girl right here. Every buffalo has its own name. Ours is spirit. Yep. <laughs> All right. Qu questions. Do we nominate the same votes? Oh, oh shit. We, we went right through it. Let's play it. All right. All right. Uh, Shane Cokes at Media Day. Um, here we go. Joining the show now, Colorado defensive tackle Shane Cokes. Shane, first off, you've emerged not only as a leader on defensively, but just for this team overall. What has that process been like for you? Um, I think it's been an interesting one. I mean, just coming here, coming the spring, I mean, with just like so many new faces. I mean, more now, but even back then, I think it's just been fun to be around the guys first. I mean, just being able to be seen as that leader, that voice on the team, I think has been definitely appreciated for me. But just knowing that, like, if I have that position, like how much better I need to be as a leader, not only by example, but vocally also, I think it's been the task for me. But I think, especially now, with even more people coming in, mm -hmm. I think just stepping up to that role and being that person on the team has been a challenge, but one that I've accepted gladly. Have you started the academic side of things at CU yet? Yeah, yeah. So I came in in January and I started my master's program, organizational leadership. So been going through that to classes then in the spring and then the summer and then I'll finish up in the fall. So is it easier to go to school at Colorado than it is at Dartmouth? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to knock Colorado. Hey, I have a Colorado degree. You won't offend me. You won't I don't want to knock Colorado, but I would say for sure. I think it's just... <laughs> 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 I think just like coming from Dartmouth, just like the expectation there and then just like the level of it, I think is just the biggest difference. Like they're like, even though you play football, like you're a student, like you have to write those 20 page papers. Like I remember my, what was it? 
going into my junior season camp, like I was telling some of the guys, like I had a 20 page paper, I had a 10 page paper, right, right, and I had a project. And like, you just, you gotta get it done. Like it's no like excuse, like no one cares, like you're in fall camp, you just have to figure out yourself. I think is the biggest thing there. And just like the challenges and the work will do that. So I've definitely appreciate Colorado a little more does, here with the academics. Does that free you up uh, from a football standpoint? Like I can really dive into the game now? Yeah, I think that's been one of the biggest things like I've appreciated, like having that extra free time, like able to like, okay, like back at Dartmouth, I was like, okay, I got to write like two pages on this paper tonight and then go to sleep. But now I'm like, okay, I can stay here longer, watch film. And then even when I go home, I can go over the plays, go over film again. So just like having that extra free time has been one of the best things I've appreciated here. You're from Ohio. You went to school in New Hampshire. Now you're yeah. in Colorado. Just curious, you know, after all you've seen just around the country, what part mm -hmm. of the country is your favorite? Oof, oof. I mean, I think I always have to go with the Midwest, though. Like, that's mm -hmm. where I was born and raised. That's what I appreciate the most. Like, that's made me who I am. But I think East Coast is fun, too. The the, the winter is a little, a little harsh up yeah. there, <laughs> I would say for sure. I remember just even on my official visit to Dartmouth, like I came in on a snowstorm. So, I mean, that was a little different. And then here, like you get a little bit less. Like I think they said like this winter was one of the worst ones. It was like 30, 20 degrees. So yeah. I was like, yeah. I like this winter. So, All right. yeah, and then the heat's dry out here. None of that humidity. So yeah. I think everywhere has a pros and cons, but I have to go with the Midwest. Yeah. Uh -huh. A lot of people make a lot about the weather because you got a lot of teammates coming from Florida. <laughs> Are you telling them, like, you don't know? You yeah, have no you idea what it's you like. You don't know what a real winter is. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that negative degree, what foot of snow outside, having to walk to class. Like, yeah, it's, it's a lot up there. Yeah. Uh, you're a graduate transfer. It seems like, I mean, you guys have a lot of graduate transfers, especially in that front seven. Mm -hmm. um, just you guys being older and more mature, have you been able to really set the tone for this defense just because of that? Mm -hmm. I would say so. Just like coming from where we came from, just like our different experience, where it's me, where it's Levante, whether it's Taj, where it's Leonard, Leonard Payne, I think just like already having that, whether it's like three and a half, four years of experience, five for some people, yeah. being able to come in, like we understand the game, like we've had a lot of snaps. So like this isn't like flipping the team, just like having new faces come in who haven't experienced football. Like we've all experienced footballs on different levels with like a lot of experience. So we're able to understand the game, understand what the coaches are telling us and then put it into play, whether it comes practice and then game day. Is there something to that with that with that group of guys? I think there's 12 graduate transfers here with one one season of eligibility left like hey, it's now or never. There's no like, hey, maybe when I'm older I'll get that playing time. Yeah, I think I think that's like that's the biggest thing for everyone, especially me. I think just like understand like this. Like this is it. Like this is the one. I mean, we have that championship goal in mind and then for us personally, like we want to reach the NFL, like we want to reach our dreams that we've had since we were kids. So, that's not only exciting for us personally, like being around this coaching staff and having that goal and knowing that they can help us get there, but also just like working as a collective, like come out to practice every day, like trying to reach that goal perfection or to reach both of those goals. You guys have a lot of doubters. Uh, Coach Brew talked about it on the field yesterday saying, you know, nobody nobody wants Colorado to be good. Nobody, Nobody's favorite team. Um, how does that help you? How can you use that as motivation? Um, I think you just, you know, understand like where you are, where you're placed in the situation, especially doubters and then they doubt us, and then we still have the target on our back. I mean, I know every team we play this year will give it their all, given just, like, who we are, who our coach is. So I think that just excites us. But then at the end of the day, like, when people doubt you, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything. It's just, like, it all depends on you. Like, how you do in the game depends on how you practice and how you play. I think 
even like come from Ivy, like we were picked to go like last, second to last in Ivy like almost every year I was there and then I have two Ivy League championships. So just like understanding that situation, me just being that person, like it's what we do in practice every day. It's what we do when it comes game day to how we perform. You came in earlier in the season, obviously just a week into camp now, but can you compare a week into this camp and to uh, a week in spring football and just how much things have changed in that time? Yeah, I think just like, I think from a player standpoint, just like how much like we understand, like, okay, like this is go time. Like, this is what we're here for. Like, this is what we're here to do. And then everyone being on that same like level and goal, I think I've appreciated a lot myself. Just like everybody having that want to in practice every day, mm -hmm. everyone reaching that goal, trying to be better, whether it's offense, defense, us competing with each other on the O-line, just reaching that goal. And then I think just from a coaching standpoint, just allowing them to come down, just like help us and understand what is the checks, understand the concepts and stuff like that. But I think the hardest thing has been just like mesh everybody together defensively to understand the concepts. But I mean, from last week to this week, like, I mean, we made so much progress, which I've loved to see from everyone, whether it's D-line to the uh, back end with the safeties and corners. So I think we're definitely reaching that goal for us. Thanks a lot, man, for the time. Thank you. Best of I luck. appreciate it. Thank Great you. Great to meet you, man. Nice Thanks. to meet you. There he is. Awesome stuff, man. Super he, impressive guy. He looks like a pro. He talks like a pro. He acts like a pro. Yep. He's going to be a pro. He is going to be a pro. Um, that defense, man, just those graduate transfers on there, I think that that experience and just maturity that they bring is going to help out a lot and really set the tone for them. My two favorite parts of that. One you fighting the sun. <laughs> that was a battle. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> one one interview without the shady rays and you're uh, you learned your lesson. Yeah. Uh and then two him not wanting to say <laughs> how much easier school is at Colorado than it was at Dartmouth. Yeah. But he, knows, he said it. He knows how to speak. He said it without saying <laughs> yes, it. Yes, exactly. Which, again, as I told him, I will take no disrespect as someone who holds a Colorado degree if you say <laughs> that it's a lot easier. I mean, it's the Ivy League. Of course. Like, we know. Um, we'll throw that up on YouTube after this. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll do some questions really quickly. We do have to get out of here, though. Uh, Cooper, who do we think is our best goal line running back this year? Alton McCaskill? Dude has a nose for the end zone. It's going to be hard for yep. me to count him out. But we haven't seen him get a lot of work in those areas mm -hmm. uh, so far. Seen a lot of Hank, a lot of Dylan Edwards a lot down of Hank. there. So... It'll be interesting to see. Uh, Alden McCaskill clearly, though, has that extra thing when it comes to getting into the end zone. Yep. Um, and then Smoke, too. That's just another big running back. Can't remember how many touchdowns he scored. I think he's in his career double-digit touchdowns, but um, 13 touchdowns. So he'll find his way in there, too. Let's get to 500 likes. Crush the like button. Jays, what's up, man? When TB comes back to starting, who will stay at guard, Bailey or BB? But I feel Tyler will be good week one to start. He is a professional. Um, Left guard was his position. Yeah, I think it would probably be Bailey who goes out. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating. And NFL teams do this all the time, too, where they rotate literally one guard, where it's like a 60-40 snap share. So if something like that happens here, it wouldn't be surprising. Totally. Chad's asking how to become a diehard. Go to thedmvr.com. The very top, there's a little drop-down bar. Go to the diehard section, and you'll get all set up there. There you go. Uh, Thomas, what's up, man? How are we going to line up against Bubba from TCU? 
So I actually saw some tape of him uh, last night. Yeah. And he moves impressively well for being that big. Like, I had no idea what so I was wild. expecting, but it was really good. Yeah. That being said, I watched an interview with Sonny Dykes, who essentially just said it's going to be a minute before he gets on the field. He's going to lose weight. He's going to get down into the 300s, and that's when he'll play, which tells me you are not going to have to line up against Bubba from TCU in week one. Yep. Uh, I'd be surprised if we see him. I mean, he's not going to be hard to miss, but uh, on the field at least. Yep, absolutely. Um, Savion Wilkerson factors in, too. We're not forgetting him. Uh, anything else? Is that it? I think that's it. All right. I don't know what's going on up there tomorrow, but we'll be back up there tomorrow talking to people, and uh should be another beautiful day in Boulder. Hell yeah, man. Can't wait to be up there. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.